I have a feeling this game's about to get awesome. You you have that feeling? Mm hmm. Well, you might be right. Squall's dead finally, thank God. <laughs> I mean, no, he's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. How great would that be? It would They're be like, well, in shocking. Seven, we shocked him by killing Aerith. What if at the end of disc one in this, who the guy that's on the cover of everything and on the poster just straight up gets fucking killed? That would be awesome. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, Season 6, Episode 10. Last week we finished the disc. Yeah, we did. It's the start of Disc 2. It's remarkable, I was thinking about how in Season 4, with FF7, we finished Disc 1 in, like, Episode 22, or something like that. And we're, we finished this one in Episode 9. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just a much shorter disc. Yeah, like I think you, it was more loaded up with cutscenes. Yeah, either because of the cutscenes, or maybe they just got better at evenly pacing the discs out? I'm maybe. not really sure. But, yeah, not nearly as long as Disc 1 of FF7. But anyway, last week, Squall got iced in the chest. Mm -hmm. Squall fell, like, ten feet off yeah, of the ground. Off of a float. Mm -hmm. And now we're gonna have a big Laguna dream before we learn the fate of our main characters. Right. And at the end of disc one, like, it really leaves you with this, like, momentum. Like, you really feel like everything's about to come, like, into clear view, mm -hmm. and you're gonna know what's driving your crew other than having, like, an order from above yep. to do something. And that's true and not true. Because from here on out, I mean, we're about to run into some real choppy pacing, mm -hmm. but also, well, we won't even get there in this episode, but soon enough, we won't just be doing things because we got an order from Sid. Yeah, which will be great. That will feel much better once we get there. So disc two is like a whole new chapter in our lives. Yeah. Forget the other chapter before it. So it's the start of disc two. We still haven't hugged Renoa. We still have not hugged. There's gonna be a Laguna dream. Mm -hmm. This is the third. And then we'll learn the fallout from our failed assassination attempt. That's right. We were all captured. Gonna be fun. So, here we go. Here, you wanna play? Sure. Uncle Laguna, there's someone here to see you. When we last left Laguna, he was tossing his friends off of a cliff after they almost got killed by Esthar soldiers. Right. There were some boats below, and he was like, we're saved. So now we're catching up with him when he's uh, he's living in what looks like a pretty domesticated situation. Yeah. He's not wearing his, his uniform anymore. He's just got on, like, a blue button-down shirt. He's in a bedroom that has, like, a mini piano, like, for a child in the corner, mm -hmm. and a little girl runs up to him, calling him Uncle Laguna. Am I a good girl? No, you're not. What? It's dangerous to be out there by yourself. What if a monster comes and attacks you? It's only next door, it's okay. It's still dangerous. And since you're such a cute little girl, the monsters will especially be after you. Whoa. They'll catch you and they'll suck all your blood out. <laughs> Jesus. If anything like that should happen, Uncle Laguna's gonna cry. It'll be okay. I'll call, I'll, I'll just call you, Uncle Laguna. You'll come rescue me, right? Hey. Alone. Alone. Yeah, he calls this little girl alone. Or Elone. We don't E-L-L-O-N-E. Really yeah. <laughs> Wrap that, your head around that one. Is that a name that we've seen before? No. So this is how Disc 2 starts. This is your Laguna. Mm-hmm. Hiraga. Like, how dangerous is our neighborhood? We're about to find out. Oh, this place is full of bullet holes. Whoa! <laughs> 
And yeah, we go downstairs in Laguna's house, and it becomes apparent that this is clearly some sort of post-war or post-conflict situation he's living in. Somebody has shot up this place like it was like a gangster with a Tommy gun. Yeah. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty dangerous. Pretty, okay. No, don't leave the house, kid. <laughs> don't be downstairs. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. So we walk out of the house, and Alone runs alone. Alone, we gotta settle on something, right? Yeah, what did we say? In the- I think mostly we called her alone. I think alone. Which also, like, eye roll so yeah. hard. That's clearly what they want you to call her. Yeah. Anyway. The- <laughs> she runs back to her house, and we're in, like, this sort of pleasant little town, and out in the middle of town, there's some Galbadian soldiers milling about, and mm-hmm. we go talk to them. You think the Estar soldiers are really coming? That was two years ago, right? They would have been here by now. But you never know what a country ruled by a sorceress could be up to. That's true. You, you'd never know what a country ruled by a sorceress could be up to. Well, yeah, so this is like, we're now learning that Esthar, the people he was fighting as a Galbadian soldier yes. two years before this, mm-hmm. when we were in the last flashback, mm-hmm. they were ruled by a sorceress. Apparently. And now Galbadia is ruled by a sorceress. But the town that he's in is not under a real threat from soldiers, but there are monsters running around. Right. I'm just trying to get to the point that there's they're hinting at some sort of vague sorceress cycle, that there's some kind of history of, of sorceresses taking over and then and raging world wars or something. I'm not sure it ever gets all... I mean, it gets more clear than this mm-hmm. in some regards, but that's the pertinent that's information. That's what we're learning. <laughs> oh. Ah. oh, there's just monsters in the street. Oh... Caterpillars, sweet gun, Laguna. Yeah, Laguna has like an AK-47 or something like that. But anyway, Laguna walks into the building alone ran into. Yeah, and alone is here with her mother, Rain, who like runs a bar in this place. <laughs> These two. Laguna and Alone have, like, a cute friendship going on where they giggle together and they kind of, like, have an understanding and make mm-hmm. fun of their mom a little bit. Well, you get the idea this is sort of a cobbled-together family, like, post-war. Like, mm-hmm. Laguna's here helping them out. At least he's fucking fun with kids on, like, Squall. Well, I think that's what Squall's gonna change through his hallucinations of this dude who's <laughs> not an asshole. <laughs> it's been a while, Laguna. And then Kiros shows up. Kiros! Put on a shirt. He's Uncle Laguna's friend. He dresses funny, but he's not a bad guy. So Laguna and Kiros start catching up over a drink. Hey, how long has it been, you know? Our our grand escape from Cetra? Centra? That's gotta be when we jumped out of that crystal cave, right? Right. Well, I would say about a year or so. I I was bedridden for over six months. It seems like every bone in my body was in pieces. We were pretty fucked up at the end of that. Yeah. And Rain nursed us back to health. I nursed him back to health, says Rain. With that, so what do you want to know? Let's, Let's see. see. So can. while they're catching up, we learned that Laguna like came to this town after he got hurt and was like recuperated by Rain, mm-hmm. and that Kiro spent a couple months in the hospital, mm-hmm. and now Ward has like quit the army and is working at some prison in a desert. That's what's important. Tell me about Julia. You mean Julia the singer? Yeah. The world-famous lounge singer at that (laughs) hotel? (laughs) Laguna really admired her and always frequented the nightclub. Well, remember, she hadn't sung. She had, like, played the piano. Oh, so now she's lived out her dream. Mm -hmm. Julia's dream came true. Yeah, she became a famous pop star, I guess. (laughs) 
Julia used to sing at a nightclub? No, she didn't sing. She just played the piano. And the first song she released was Eyes on Me? <laughs> How does the song go? History's got its eyes on me. You don't know? Well, you never let me hear it. I didn't think you listened to music. Fuck these scenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we learned that Julia had a big hit. Laguna yeah. hasn't heard it. <laughs> Ward is out there being a janitor. <laughs> What can we do with all this information? I'm not sure, but it's information. The song's about being in love. The theme is love. The theme really of the like song it. is love. <laughs> Heard she recently got married. Oh yeah, to some army general, right? General Caraway? Okay. Something? And then they drop the bombshell <laughs> that Julia is Renoa's mom. And that after, after Laguna left Delling City, she got married to the general, Renoa's uh -huh. dad. Uh -huh. Not sure where her mom is now. She wasn't at the house when she visited. Also, Julia, not a queen. So not the a princess queen. element of Renoa, still very confusing. You know, I think they must have started being like, because in a lot of ways, this game goes back to like classic Final Fantasy shit, uh -huh. where it's like, you're a bunch of people. There's a sorceress. You gotta beat her. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And they were like, and we'll have a princess and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, like, as they were going, somebody was like, but what if she was, like, not really a princess? And they didn't go back and rewrite the beginning part to make it different. They literally didn't do that aspect. Or yeah, maybe like, princess is just a term of endearment the forest owls use for oh, her. Oh, please. Uh, what do you mean, oh, please? Like, that's like not reasonable. Father, her no, father. like, they're just like, hey, princess, like, like <laughs> Huck and Han Solo. So, you know, like, I mean, Leia is a princess, but I mean, still. Yeah, when he she's calls, a princess. Yeah, but I mean, like, you could just call the girl princess as, like, a nickname. You're correct, but they never do that again. Well, we don't even fucking, I mean. You're right, we don't we, see we the people who called her that. We haven't been talking to Zone and Ward. You're right. Or not Ward. Anyway, Zone Julia is Renoa's mom. Zone and Watts? Yeah, that was it. Okay. So Wait this is Renoa's mom was Yeah, this has gotta be Julia? This has gotta be yeah, it has to be, right? It's gotta be. I read in a magazine that her true love went off to war and never came back. General Caraway comforted her while she was feeling down. Oh, That's what how they got to know each other. Oh. When General Caraway read that in the magazine, he must have been like, Wait, what? You're True love? What? <laughs> like, wh why are you telling all this to a magazine? Like, and and you don't really love me? Renoa finds the magazine article one day. It's like, you didn't really love dad? It's, it's complicated. <laughs> the past is complicated. So she didn't wait for the soldier to come back. So what? Who cares? <laughs> Stop talking! As long as she's happy, right? <laughs> That's all that matters. As I believe you've said on this show before, no one has ever said that and meant it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Laguna's like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I'm fine. I We're just care good. about her happiness. Yeah, yeah, that's all I care about. That's it. Ain't that right, Al? Right. Uncle Laguna. Ah! Ah! <laughs> okay, enough talk about this. That's got to be Squall's voice, right? Where am I? And so while this is happening, Squall's like translucent. <laughs> transparent his transparent text to well, indicate that he's like not really there but he is talking about yeah this. starts playing over the screen and then laguna once again prompted by nothing says this i think the fairies are here what? The screaming fairies yeah i, guess <laughs> I don't know that it's prompted by nothing 
I feel like he heard Squall talk. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, but he just says, I think the fairies are here, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? And he doesn't he doesn't say anything to them about it. No. Then our work today should be a cinch. Looking forward to the battles. I think Kiros is thinking to himself like, oh yeah, God is with us today. Well, I don't know. I mean, Laguna's like, I think the fairies are here, and Kiros is like, oh, yeah, you're right. So we should have good luck. Wait, do they what? have some awareness of when we're... No, the fairies are here. Yeah, and you know, they're pl- we're gonna learn in a minute that Laguna's, like, quote-unquote job in this town is fighting random encounters mm-hmm. around town, <laughs> and Kiros is gonna help him out today. I don't know. What? I don't know. Time to do some work. Okay. You work for what you eat. If that's fine with you, you're more than welcome. Our city is overrun by giant caterpillars. Caterpillars. Why isn't the caterpillar in others? Huh? Is that the only time in any Final Fantasy that they have a caterpillar? I don't know. So we go back outside into town, and there's some soldiers here to talk to. I've been here two years, and boy, is it boring. It's a heck of a lot better than what Esther soldiers do. They kidnap little girls, you know. I think they're looking for a successor to Sorceress Adel, the ruler of Estar. Huh. Okay, so Adel came before uh, Edna. uh, If they come back here again, I'm sure it'll be for a loan this time. Ha, but they gotta go through me. For some reason, people are aware that Alone is probably going to be a target of the sorceress, like as a successor. Well, they're saying that they're going around town to town kidnapping all the little girls. Oh, and right. And she's a little girl who's here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So she's in danger. Being a little girl puts a target on your back. Anyway, Laguna explains to Kiros that they've got some monsters popping up around town and they're going to go clear them up. Yeah, because all the men are off at war. So it's really up to them. If we see anyone in need along the way, we help them. That's our basic duty. Cool. And as we go through town, stopping by the various residences, mm-hmm. it becomes apparent that all of the old people who live here like don't really want Laguna around. And they're like, gee, don't you think it's time that a young man like you went off and did something more interesting <laughs> than being here near me talking to me? Yeah. Hey, a flower oh, story. Right. This here town must be quite dull for a young lad like yourself. Perhaps it's time you return to Delling City. Laguna doesn't play cards. Maybe it's a new card game. Oh, back then they were just playing double triad. Quistus learned a new limit break. That's great. Ooh, Shiva learned by Jay. This town's big. There's nobody here. There's nobody at the flower restaurant. Everyone went to the war. So whatever is happening now is because of the sins of a generation past or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At this point, at the beginning of disc two, I was really like trying to put together like, <laughs> what did these pieces mean? Yeah. Like, we know that there was a sorceress in the past. There's a sorceress now. Mm-hmm. In the past, Laguna was in love with Renoa's mom. Like, mm-hmm. clearly something happened in the past that that was mishandled and we got to fix it now maybe maybe that's what it's about i feel like i could make out the word cafe (laughs) (laughs) but we still don't have enough pieces for any of this to like really cohere no so like i'm sitting there going like maybe i mean like the flashbacks have to mean something relevant (laughs) to like the future parts right maybe laguna's wall's dad i don't know could be (laughs) 
we battle our way to like the end of town and mm-hmm. Laguna's like, well, that's it. Let's head back. Yeah. Once a day he walks to the edge of town and he walks back and he's like, job done. All right. Our first control patrol complete. We're going to report to the commander and assistant commander. Commander? You mean the woman at the pub? Her name is Rain. Rain, okay? She saved my life. And the assistant commander is alone. Yeah. Kyrus is like, you have lost your mind. Yeah. <laughs> she seems like a really nice person, but easily taken in by a hotshot. A hotshot? Part duh? Part one or duh? So we start heading back to see Alone and Rain. Ooh, this is lovely. Caution, Chocobo Cross. Haley, what if? What if you came over here? You came here. Did you ever think about that? What if? You don't look like you're really giving it that much thought. Just think about it. Like, just think, just... God. (laughs) Haley, what if... Yeah. What if you go in there and lie down? Yeah, what if you lie down in the other room? And then on the way back, Kiros is like, Dude, what are you doing here? I thought you wanted to be a journalist or something or anything but killing caterpillars, man. Weren't you aiming to become a world-traveling journalist? You've heard of the Timber Maniacs, right? Is that like the New York Times? I had a talk with the chief editor. He said he's interested in any article related to world travel. We should go talk to him sometime. So it's after the war. Alright, I'm tired of fighting this bug and this fucking caterpillar. You can just run away. Yeah. Laguna makes it back to the house with Rain and Alone. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking in, we overhear we, a conversation. We accidentally start eavesdropping on them. Yeah, Laguna's like at the bottom of the stairs going like, wait, shh, I can hear them. <laughs> Rain. Rain, aren't you gonna marry Uncle Laguna? A guy like that? He was carried in here crying like a baby, and I was the one who had to take care of him. His crude way of speaking. I don't know if his aspirations as a journalist are true. Every time I have a serious conversation, he avoids it. I can't stand his snoring. He talks in his sleep. Jesus. But he's really nice. I really, really like him. Rain, Uncle Laguna and Elle should be together. It's like pressuring this woman to fucking... But you know, I think what he really wants to do is travel all over the world. I don't think he has it in him to live in in a quiet country town like this one. Some people are like that. Oh, it makes me so mad! So yeah, Rain is like, alone, adult relationships are complicated, the theme is love, but love is not always easy, everyone has different priorities, and then Laguna walks in. And they're like, oh, how long have you been standing here? Hey, everybody. Yay, you're back. Puff, 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 I came back in a hurry. Here's my report on today's patrol and monster extermination. Also, he's annoying. Including, including booches and bun buns that assist commander alone. What? That assistant oh. commander alone also hates. Oh, got it. So Laguna and Kuros head back to Laguna's bedroom so that Laguna can rest. And they have like a final conversation before the end of this dream. Yeah, Laguna's going to take a nap and then we're going to wake up. Jeff, did you ever think that like maybe when you fall asleep, Good God. somebody else in another <laughs> world wakes up and then, then when they go to bed, <laughs> that's you when wake you're up, awake. And when you're dreaming, it's just like fractured memories from when they were awake. And then when they're dreaming, I think there was like a straight up one of those like super premacy network TV shows from a couple of years ago that was like, this was the premise. There has to be at least one. And I think the thing was, he's seeing a therapist in both 
worlds uh-huh. and he's like telling the therapist is about it the, the same things. therapist uh, maybe is what it, the hell was the name of this show i've never heard of it i mean next they're gonna do a show about like what if my orange is not the same as your orange <laughs> where a man wakes up uh what are you googling <laughs> show where man wakes up while he's asleep like i don't know what to wait the first thing that came up is a show called awake i think this might have been it it's a police procedural fantasy drama yeah from nbc in 2012 that would be a ripe years for some horrible bullshit on tv right right (laughs) So the main character is a detective who works for the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh Uh-huh. He gets into a serious car accident with his family, and after the accident, he finds himself switching between two realities whenever he goes to bed. One in which his wife was killed in the accident, and one in which his son was killed in the accident. And he can't determine which reality is true. And so he uses details from each reality to solve cases in the other reality. That sounds terrible. (laughs) How many seasons did it go for? Uh, one. Oh, man. 13 episodes. We should probably seek that out. That sounds like... Tra- I'm that pretty sounds... sure I saw the pilot of this. It stars Jason Isaacs. That sounds like the kind of thing you could like pitch as like a one-line right? thing, but as soon as you try- start trying to explain <laughs> how it works, it just falls apart. Apparently, the creator of the show drew inspiration from the dreaming process. You mean like he he was like, isn't it crazy how when you fall asleep, you dream? Quote, the concept of the way your dreams feel real, the way you seem to experience them as something that you don't blink at until something crazy happens that sort of bursts that balloon. I mean, I find dreaming fascinating. That is that's like the stupidest take on it. I've. He's like, what if, what if nothing ever popped that balloon? What if you couldn't tell the difference between when you were awake and when you were asleep? Writers I mean, (laughs) far be it from me to insult this guy, so I'm not going to. Anyway, Laguna's gonna go to bed soon. I get scared sometimes. Scared of waking up somewhere else. Scared of not seeing Ohlone. Scared of not seeing rain. What happened to me? I feel... What is this I'm feeling? The theme of love! The theme of love. Oh, please, let it be this room when I wake up. But sometimes I wake up and I'm this teenager and, <laughs> yeah, and I'm out of school and then I'm going on a mission and people are telling me about the mission. Please let me be in this puny bed when I wake up. How funny would it be if Laguna goes to bed and it's not like Squall wakes up. He just has to sleep through Laguna's dreams. And, see and he's them. like, why, am, why is this happening now? Like, this sucks even more. Where am I? Ah, welcome back, Zill. The dream world again? Uh-huh. We cut to a prison cell. Yeah, where we got Zell, Selfie, Quistus, and Renoa. And it sounds like Zell was the only one of these people who were passed out in the dream world during this. Mm-hmm. So Zell wakes up and Quistus is like, oh, you're back. But I think we're going to learn that Zell was not being Laguna. No. Zell was being Ward, I think. And we don't, even see, was being Laguna. we don't even see what was going on there. How's Laguna doing? They're all just like, they're like, hey, when you sleep, you become this Laguna guy. Dunno, I didn't see him. Cause he was Ward? It's not like I know everything about Ward, but... Yeah. It was just... I wanted to be like, I went into the dream and I was just mopping a floor <laughs> of a prison? And I don't know what that was about. <laughs> well, you know, Laguna and company went to that Centra place and got into a real fix, right? After that, Ward's been all alone. Wow, he's having these depressing dreams where he's a janitor at a prison? Yeah. I do find it <laughs> hilarious that they're all like... 
Oh, did you catch like the dream last night? Yeah, did you see? Yeah, see what's going on. Did you see the new episode? Yeah. (laughs) He's working in some sort of prison-like place. He's bored out of his mind. All he wants is to be fighting alongside Laguna. So, what is this we're experiencing? How the hell should I know? And that's about as much as they're going to discuss that specifically. Yeah, I love that Zell, I mean, Zell, they're in a prison. Mm-hmm. He was brought to this prison. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I had a dream. I was in, I was ward and I was in some kind of prison. Zell is slower on the uptake here than everybody else, especially <laughs> you and me. Do you think he works at the prison you guys are in right now? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, didn't you say that Ward was working in some sort of prison? Yeah, so... And wasn't he from Galvadia? Sure, he's a soldier there. Zell's like, why do you bring it up? <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, who cares? So he was in a prison. What does that have to do with our situation? I sat down next to her to have that conversation. I wonder what happened to Squall. Did they bring him here too? I like her. Correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't you supposed to be Ward in that dream world? Just now I was. Yeah, in the last dream, he wasn't. Yeah, it seems like Squall is always Laguna, but, like, anyone else can be either of the other two. But Zell has been Ward twice of the three things so Mm -hmm. far. Does this room look familiar? Oh, stupid question. Wait, whoa, wait a sec. I know this place. Everyone, listen up. This is the prison that Ward works at. He's a janitor here. Zell, wake up. Get on board. There's so many rooms just like this. Yeah, it's a prison. It's a cell. Zell. So, like, in this moment, because, like, the end of disc one, like, the momentum picked up. Mm -hmm. And then we had a flashback. And now Zell is like, Ward works here. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Worlds are about to collide. It's all happening. (laughs) There's a prison for political activists in Galbadia. This must be the place where Ward works. Right here where we are. I'm sure of it. Yeah, Renoa, we know. It's no surprise we're in jail. We did attack the sorceress, you know. We went up against the president. We'll all be sentenced to death. That president's no longer in charge. Now that is in the hands of the sorceress, what's gonna happen to us? And where the hell's that guy, Irvine? And where's Squall? Did the sorceress gulp? Did the sorceress gulp him down? So then we cut over to Squall, who is alive and perfectly fine. No ice spike in his chest. I don't know what the ice spike's death was supposed to signify. He just wakes up in a bed in a small cell. I mean, it's not like he just got pierced through. He had like a hole the size of a fucking melon in his chest. (laughs) Yeah, like the size of a sheep's skull. Yeah, that's a better reference point, actually. But But now he's literally fine. His clothes aren't even torn. He wakes up in like an isolation cell. Where am I? I challenged yeah at my wound. No wound? How? The Galbadian soldiers were surrounded. He was there, Cypher leering down at me. Damn you, Cypher. Ugh. Squall, like, falls over because the cell kind of jiggled. Yeah. Whoa. A cutscene starts that reveals that this prison is like a giant cylinder and the prison cells are all like in the walls of the cylinder right and they can be removed so this thing comes and latches onto squall's cell 
rips it out of the wall and brings it up to another part of the incredibly tall cylinder. Mm -hmm. It's almost like one of those like crazy storage units that's all computerized. So they have just like shipping containers everywhere and a robot is like moving them around. So yeah, how is he alive? I thought the squall guy was going to be dead. I don't know. Kiraga. (laughs) What the fuck is this? It's, It's like taking our prison cell and moving it. Oh. Cool jail. We cut back over to Zell, Quistus, Selfie, and Renoa, who feel the jolt of the machine moving Squall's cell around. What was that loud noise? Uh oh, cops. I don't like him <laughs> at all. A few guards enter to intimidate them. And I mean, these people look like street cops, like British street cops with like the hat with and the, the checkered Club. thing. They around look like the top. they could be in West Side Story. Officer Krupke over here. It's the sound of your friend being tortured, says mean guy. Don't screw around with me. You understand who's in charge here? I'm asking you a question. Oh, wow. He just hit Zell. Damn. Yeah, they're just, wow, they're just kicking, kicking him. him. Stop! Oh, I almost forgot. Is there a Renoa with you? I'm Renoa. Don't you guys know who's in the... Oh, alright, then come over here. What are you doing to Renoa, you bastard? Ow. Ow. Stamp it already. Stamp. Oh, oh. Stop, I'll go. I'll be fine. Let's go. My mom's famous and my dad is the commander of the army. So the guards take Renoa away. And then we go back to Squall, who's now being belittled by Cypher, who's standing over him, talking shit. Cypher's gonna try to torture him. Mm -hmm. Squall, you're pitiful. I kicked your ass, dude. Yeah. Take him away. What? What? Uh, What was that? And when Cypher says, take him away, some, like, (laughs) semi-anthropomorphic, like, lions run in yeah like little stuffed animal lions that walk on two feet run in and grab squall Mm -hmm. but it fades out before we can get a good look at it (laughs) i didn't get a good look at that fire cat people i'm sure you can imagine what happens now they got squall up on the cross wow yeah yeah cypher has put squall up on like a christ cross yeah so that he can be tortured he's got him hung up on the wall torture wall what do you want? Tell me what seed is. Edia demands to know. Seed. You can look it up at your computer. What do you terminal. mean, what is it? A code name for Balam Garden's elite mercenary force. Seed. Combat specialist. Huh? Uh, don't you already know? I'm not a seed. There must be some kind of secret you've given when you become a seed. There's there- nothing. Even if there were, you think I'd tell you? Cypher's, like, heard that there's secret knowledge that you get when you reach a certain level, like yeah. it's Scientology or something? Yeah, like, he's like, what's the true meaning of seed? And, and it's like, haven't you been going to school and hanging out with seeds since you were five? Squall is as confused by this question as we are. Yeah, th- we're definitely on the same page as Squall here. So here's a little something for you. Squall is getting electrocuted. <laughs> even even if you don't talk, others will. They're all here? Oh, you bet. I was hoping you'd be there, Squall. 
So, how'd I look in my moment of triumph? I kicked your ass! My childhood dream fulfilled, I've become the sorceress's knight! So this was his childhood dream. Is that the same as his romantic dream? I'm gonna assume it is. Which is to be the sorceress's knight. I mean, I can see why they didn't have him tell us that before. <laughs> if at the very beginning of the game he started going on about how he wanted to be a sorceress's knight. I gotta think that he wanted to be like a valorous knight. And then she twisted his mind, all we can which was is, already twisted. All we can do is speculate, Jeff. <laughs> That's all we can do. His romantic dream? But, Cypher, now you just... a torturer. This is the scene where you swear your undying hatred for me. The tale of evil mercenary versus the sorceress's knight. The fun's just started, Squall. Don't disappoint me now. Was it a dream that we had that we beat his ass and then got fucked up by the sorceress? No, I don't think so. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, I guess there is that theory that Squall is actually dead at this point and all this is a dream. But we cut back over to Zell. Zell is trying to, like, cast a spell, but the magic, like, backfires on him. It's no use. There seems to be an anti-magic field here. What the fuck what is, is this thing? thing? And then one of those lions that like came into Squall's cell walks in holding like a plate and he trips <laughs> and like throws it across the room. It's like a red 13 sort of. But like Dragon Ball Z. But Dragon Ball Z, yeah, it walks around on two legs. Just to clarify, these cute little lions have spiked hair that stands straight up on end. I bet they've enslaved these poor cat people. You again! Oh, jeez. Yeah, the officer kicked the cat. And immediately an officer walks in and sees that this, like, cat person thing has dropped the plate and punches it in the <laughs> face. Yo, what, who do you think you are? Yeah, you big meanie. Stop that. Oh, shit. The prisoners are fighting back. Did they count on y the prisoners you're, having... You'll regret those words. Did they confiscate our guardian forces? They said there's an anti-magic field. Okay, here. okay, yeah. So yeah, after the thing gets punched in the face, Zell like stands up and intimidates this like guard into leaving the room. He's so mean. Well, his name is Mean Guy. You okay? And then right after they establish that you can't really use magic in here, because this thing is hurt, Selfie decides to use cure on it. She does say it doesn't work that well. That's the hedge. Doesn't work so well, but cure. <laughs> oh, so they do yell out the word. So it works a little bit? I guess. I guess it works a little bit. So we cut back over to Cypher, who's still interrogating Squall. It's still demanding to know what seed means. <laughs> it's been very clearly explained that seed is just a stupid name for mercenary. For a mercenary. But you know what? The way they write it is it's like capital S. Lowercase double E. Yeah, and then a capital D. So and we, I'm wondering the whole time why it's a capital D. Right, so when Cypher says this, we go, oh, so there is, like, maybe, like, the word seed actually means something. Like, those letters could be a code or something. C-D. But we don't know. There's a big mystery here. Or at least they want you to think there is. <laughs> what is seed? And why do they oppose the sorceress? Seed. Oppose the sorceress? I feel like, because we never found out why the D is capitalized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sir Cypher, the missiles targeted for the garden are ready to launch. Oh no, they're gonna launch missiles at the garden? Excellent. Balam Garden is to be destroyed on charges of training seeds to oppose the sorceress. 
What? It's a pity, really. I grew up there, too. I love it. <laughs> but orders are orders, and Eddie wants it destroyed. No, no. He grew up there, but he's not a seed. He's not a seed because he was he, too he cocky. He failed the test, right. yeah. After the garden's gone, the seed hunt will begin. It's like an Easter egg hunt. I'll be Adia's bloodhound and hunt down every one of your kind. But you were his knight, or knight. Her bloodhound knight. It'll be fun, Squall. Don't die on me yet. Continue with the interrogation. Ready to talk? I don't understand the question. So yeah, Cypher says one of the only things that's made sense in a long time, which is like, Adia's gonna destroy Balam Garden because of all the fuckery you committed mm -hmm. on disc one. The missiles are ready. Yeah, and then he kind of was like, well, I'm done talking to you. I'm gonna let this nobody torture you now. Yeah, Have the, fun. the warden walks in to torture us. And Cypher leaves. Don't mess with me. Adia says you know something. Now spit it out. Talk! What is Seed all about? What is the mystery here? We're mercenaries. <laughs> Aren't we mercenaries from Pelham Garden? Special forces? I think, I think Squall's having the same reaction. Yeah, he's we like, what like, the what? fuck? <laughs> Are, huh? I, I don't know any anything. Why do you keep asking me? And then we're presented with two dialogue choices for Squall. We have just let me die <laughs> and... All lie, I must live. Yeah. And of course, I mean, which one are you going to choose? Always yeah. die. Just let me die. Get me out of here. <laughs> Just let me die. What's that? What did you say? Your breath stinks. Punk, you asked for it. I'm going to punch your feet. No, he's going to punch. <laughs> oh. How's that? How you like me now, huh? How you like me now? Good night. <laughs> the warden electrocutes Squall until he passes out. Completely knocked out cold. Hey, you two Moombas, watch him. Moombas? That's gotta be what those cat things are called, right? So then we cut back over to Zell and the gang, still stuck in the cell. Who are now here with the Moomba, and I just want to point out, like, that last scene, the guard punches the Moomba, mm -hmm. and then Zell, like, intimidates him. Mm-hmm. Zell could have just beat him up. They could be on the escape attempt already. This is like the third conversation where they're like, what should we do? How many times does it want to go back and forth between Squall and this gang? Too many. It only needed to happen like once. Yeah. You know, you could have gotten all that done in just like one flip back and forth. What do we do? Just stay here? We'll get tortured for sure. Anyone got a plan? Well, we could skin this little guy and wear him as a disguise. Wow, selfie. <laughs> Holy shit. He doesn't like that idea. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Doesn't sound like you are. Selfie was just testing the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taking everybody's temperature. Well, we can't rely on magic here, so we have to go with weapons. We have to get them back somehow. Weapons, my weapons are these fists of mine. They can't could do some serious days. damage without weapons. Why didn't I think of them before? I'm a fighter! It's up to me, <laughs> baby. Let me go. I'll go get the weapons back. Zell realizes that there's something special about him here, and it's not that he knows the layout of the prison because he was warred. Yeah, it's that he punches instead of using weapons. <laughs> so his weapons are already on him. I mean, he let himself get his ass kicked yeah. by three unarmed guards. Before he remembered that he has fists. Yeah. Oh yeah, you worked here as ward, so you know the place. Dude, 
This is all playing out so fucking slowly, it's boggling my mind and frustrating me. Not uh, really. All Ward did was mop the floors. So they set up mm -hmm. that Ward worked in this prison. Yes. And Zell lived that man's life. Yes. Working in this prison. Yes. And then, a couple scenes later, <laughs> what they establish is that experience was worthless because Ward didn't learn anything while he worked here. It was just and mopping. so I was sitting there going like, man, these worlds are going to collide. Ward is going to come rescue them or something. Ward doesn't even fucking work here anymore from what we can tell. The worlds have a near miss. And on top of that, Zell had that dream. And you know what? Just like when we were watching the dreams going like, I can't figure out what relevance this has. <laughs> Zell has the dream and goes, that was irrelevant. Just leave it to me. You two lie down there. Like, in the, like, minutes ago, I thought that we were gonna Zeal. find a way to escape because we knew this room really well. I hope this works. Guard, guard, need some help. Open the door. What's the problem? It wasn't that clear because Zell just tells them to lay down, but they're doing the old sick prisoner trick. Yeah, that's their plan. I mean, you could even have just written dialogue for Zell to be like, oh, there's a fault in these panels, and mm -hmm. he hits the wall and the door could open. I would find that satisfying. It would have been way cooler if just if it were even just in dialogue, if you didn't even see it, if he were like, my experiences, Ward, mm -hmm. is benefiting us now. But no, they're going to convince the guards to come back in because they're, sick. they're sick. I cannot believe... <laughs> that they even wrote into the script yeah. the things Zell learned right. were worthless. The women are unconscious. I think a snake bit them. What? <laughs> what a weird lie. Are there... It, does Ward know that there's... The guard walks in and Zell just clocks him. Well, I'm off. <laughs> does Ward know that there's snakes around all the time? I don't think there's snakes, snakes around. I think he just made up a lie that doesn't make sense. Huh? You want to go too? Okay, uh, I guess. Just don't get in the way. Dragon Red Z is coming with us. I will admit, like, the snake lie working is pretty funny, mm -hmm. but I'm so disappointed <laughs> that there's no payoff to all the shit they've been planning. With Ward, yeah. In fact, that they even tell you, don't look for a payoff. It's maddening. But we exit the cell, and the way that the prison is, is basically, we're on floor seven, it mm -hmm. says. We're in a big cylinder. You can go around, like, the edges of the cylinder, so each floor is basically a giant circle. Mm -hmm. And Zell's got to go find everyone's weapons so that we can bust out of here. Hmm. And, like, one floor down, two guards are basically standing over all of our weapons going, huh, Yeah, they're, they're not in, like, a room or, like, kept locked up somewhere. It's they're, not even, like, a fetch quest where you gotta go, like, to the bottom to find the whip and then go somewhere to find well, the gun thank sword. thank God it's not that. <laughs> are you asking for it to be that? I don't know. Because we already are gonna go up and down this thing, like, three times. Yeah, I know. But, like, yeah, they're just, they have a pile of weapons, these guards, in a hallway, and they're just kind of playing with them. Look at this. Sea of weapons. Oh, that's the gun sword. Is this what they call a gun blade? Check these out. Whip, nunchaku. You, you escaped? Yo, I'm here to reclaim these. So we kick the guards' asses and take our weapons. Piece of cake, baby. Cake, baby. Cake, baby. And that's episode 10. 
Yeah, we uh, we got our weapons back uh-huh. and we're ready to bust out of this place. Oh, it's going to take a little bit to well, bust out. Well, I feel like we're ready to bust out of this place. <laughs> the game has other ideas, but we'll get to that next week. Yeah, we learned about Laguna this week, another mm-hmm. chapter in the Laguna Dreams. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's information in that dream that's important. Something in that some we ways. didn't bring up that I'm curious about is like, who was in Kiros's body during this? Yeah, that's not mentioned at all. Because like, presumably Squall is in Re- Laguna's body. Mm-hmm, and Zell was in wards over at the prison. Mm-hmm. But it do- like after Zell wakes up in the prison, the other people <laughs> They're not there like, weren't there. Oh, so. I was hanging out with Laguna in a bar. And you know, now that I think about it, I mean, does somebody have to be somebody in the dream? Or maybe nobody was Kiros maybe this time. Nobody- but then why was Zell ward? You know what I keep thinking about is how much more satisfying it would have been to have a ward-only dream where he's in the prison. Yeah. You know, since we then are in the prison. Yes, that would have been better. And also it would have just been like a nice story to see Ward's point of view. He can't talk now. It could be interesting, Mm -hmm. is all I'm saying. Uh, And it would have had some more relevance to what's happening now. Mm -hmm. But as they did it, they instead were like, well, Zell was in Ward's body in the prison. Mm -hmm. And whatever ideas we might have had about that and how that could help your current situation, we didn't have time to finish them. So instead, nothing matters. Yeah. (laughs) So where we're at, Zell and the gang busted out of their cell and Squall is being tortured to death. We don't know where Irvine is. So next week, we're going to bust out of this prison. That's right. Maybe play some cards. Maybe play some cards and work on busting into Squall's heart. Mm-hmm. His icy lion heart. Leon heart. His Leon heart. With Renoa's, um... The fuck did we just what read her, her last, last name yeah, was? Hardily? Something, yeah, Renoa right. Hardily, which La- doesn't make any sense because we know her dad's last name is not Hardily. Leon yeah. Hardily. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's I mean, Leon if they Hardily. hyphenate, it'd be Leon Hart Hardily. Hardily Leon Hart. Oh, man, I just realized when people hyphenate, how do they decide who goes first? Isn't that the same sort of fucking problem? That is. <laughs> it's just, like, diluted a little bit, but you still have you still that have, tension yeah, there. Yeah, you gotta decide who goes first. I think people should just start making up their own goddamn last name when they get married. Oh, like, completely new. <laughs> Forget any idea you had about legacy. And then within, like, what, three generations, the world would just be full of people with names that are just total not. Like, just you'd be like, that's not a name, and everyone would be like, I know, nobody's name is really a name. Mm-hmm. What if? Anyway. Oh, before we go, do you want to check in online and see if we have any messages? Yeah, let's take down our away status and message mm-hmm. and bang on that keyboard until we meet our e-friends. Let's do it. we're in there's a message here clicking on the message now if you love the hyper niche genre of let's play podcasts you should check out let's listen a let's play podcast inspired by no cat let's listen focuses on story driven adventure games edited and narrated to make them sound like seamless audiobooks season one of let's listen is the walking dead by telltale games and season two which is out now 
tells the story of Grim Fandango, a cult classic 90s adventure game that blends film noir with Mexican folklore to create one of the funniest and most inventive games ever. You can find Let's Listen on Twitter and Instagram, and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, Jeff and Ryan, for supporting this ridiculous genre. I hope you've figured out junctioning by the time this airs. Oh, we got junctioning down. We got it down, son. guys. And let's, let's listen is back with another message they advertised last time. Yes. And they're they're another great let's play. Look at this. More boots on the ground. We got them. We got the necessary numbers to this make thing. the genre known. <laughs> this is from Sam Hillestad. Mm-hmm. And I listened to some of season one of Let's Listen. And it, it's a really remarkable soundscape that he puts together. Yeah, he does a good job. There's a huge amount of care put into making you feel like you're really there in the story of that game. Mm-hmm. And Grim Fandango was fucking awesome. Oh, man. Awesome. Grim Fandango is so good. So I can't wait oh, for season two of that. I mean, look, Double Fine is an amazing company, and Psychonauts is a good game. I'm excited for Psychonauts too, but why aren't they making Grim Fandango 2 over Seriously. there? Seriously. Man, or if, Broken Age. Go, too. go. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, really, Grim Fandango. Grim yeah, Fandango is Grim a great. It's going to be, be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited to hear Grim Fandango. Yeah, again. thank you so much, Sam, for that message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, let's log off. Yeah, let's put that away status back up. If you're interested in a message, then just get in touch with us at nocatpodcast at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. N-O-C-K-A-T. The messages are $25 a piece, and we do payments through PayPal. So just email us. Mm-hmm. We can say whatever you want us to say. Thank you so much to the Patreon supporters. Indeed. We Thank- have bonus content over there for you guys. Mm-hmm. You can get the episodes early and t-shirts and mugs in the video version. Indeed. So go to patreon.com slash nocat for that. Indeed. You can buy those t-shirts and mugs on our Etsy store. Indeed, you can. Y- you can um, search NoCat on Etsy and you'll find it. N-O-C-K-A-T. That's right. You can also rate and review us on your podcast player of choice that allows you to submit ratings and reviews. Please do that. You can get in touch with us at NoCat Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. And with that, let's have a little dessert. I got the Boar's Head hot dogs, not the Hebrew Nationals this time. They're like a better cured, you know, they uh, they have like the natural casings. Do you even want these hot dogs this time or do you, are you looking for something else? <laughs> you look really down about it. I mean... Okay, we'll do them, but we're going to cook them in my special way oh, yeah. that I discovered during COVID while I was trying to treat myself. Yes. To a nice meal, not treating illnesses. It takes an unnecessarily long amount of time to cook a hot dog, but trust me, it'll change your whole world. Uh, you put them in the oven at like 250 degrees for like 40 minutes. It actually and then for you really turn it up to 325 for five to ten minutes just to get some crisp on there, mm-hmm. and they'll split. They'll be split open and all kinds of stuff, but they will slow cook in their juices, and then that gives them that really sought after gas station slash baseball hot dog feel where they've yeah. been on that roller for like three hours. Exactly. So that's what we're having for dessert: hot dogs that melt in your mouth. Enjoy like cotton candy. But meat. It's Does he have a fucking matching scar, Cypher? Is that do we both have a stupid scar on our face? Do we give each other scars in that opening scene? I don't think no, because he just like hit us, but maybe I don't know.